Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's episode 74 of the Movement Diaries. It's just me today. And I wanted to come come on and talk about some body image stuff. And specifically, I'm going to talk about um, the nose job that I had when I was 16 during my junior year of high school. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my post about this a few weeks ago. But Instagram only gives you 2,200 characters, not 2,200 words, 2,200 characters, meaning letters and spaces, to tell your story. And it's not a lot, especially when it comes to things like this. And that's kind of the crux of actually why I created this whole podcast was to have a space to have kind of bigger, more in-depth conversations and to create and hold space for people to listen and absorb and contemplate and reach out beyond kind of the limits of social media. And so I wrote this post a couple of weeks ago and I shared a picture of myself uh, when I was 16, just a few months before I had the surgery. And there's so much wrapped up in this. And as someone who went to extreme lengths, and by extreme lengths, I mean plastic surgery, to change something about my body so that I could feel better about myself, I do think I'm pretty well qualified to have a conversation about body image and dieting and weight loss and all of that. Um, you know, kind of in addition to or adjunct to maybe my my job as a nutrition coach, um, I've really been through it with some of this stuff. And Um, the reason I had a nose job was that in seventh grade, I was severely bullied about my nose. I just moved across the country. I was a, the new kid B in the quote, smart kid class and C apparently had a big, what was deemed an unattractive nose. And it made me kind of a prime, a prime suspect or a prime target, not suspect, prime target for extensive, intense bullying that, Ultimately, I found out some friends participated in that was documented in our eighth grade yearbook as JJ has a big schnoz, Um, you know, definitely as severe as any of the online bullying you hear about today. But in 1993, 1994, pre-digital world, you know, life. Um, And so that was, you know, I was in seventh grade and four years later, it had severely impacted me enough that I had spent all that time thinking about whether or not I wanted to have surgery. My parents were very generous and supportive and gave me that option. Obviously, when you're in seventh or eighth grade, you're too young from a growth standpoint to have that type of surgery. But when you are 16, you are not. And so by the time that rolled around, I made the decision to do it. And I definitely don't regret it. I like the way my nose looks. Do I have like a perfect, you know, what's considered to be like a cute little nose? Not at all. Like you would never look at me and say, oh, that's like a nose job nose. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I have large features and a a large face and my nose is still like 
large, it just took away the big bump and kind of thinned out the front a little bit. Um, and so, you know, as someone who I mentioned this you know, a minute or two ago, took an extreme action, having surgery to alter what your body looks like is an extreme action. Like you're, you're going under general anesthesia, which of course, generally speaking is very safe, but there are always inherent risks to these things. And for no medical purposes, I was completely healthy. Um, you could call it mental health purposes for sure, because I believed that changing my nose would change how I felt about myself. And this is really the heart of what I want this conversation and what this episode to be about. And what I learned through that process and continued to learn over the next 30, am I doing that right? 25 years, let's <laughs> do some quick math, is that you do not change your body image and how you feel about your body by changing how you look, by changing things on the outside. You do it by working internally and how you think about yourself and how you value yourself and take care of yourself and the way that you show up in the world. Now, that's not to say that I don't or that you can't or shouldn't care about how you look. That's not at all what this is about. It is completely normal and humans evolved, I think, in such a way that, yes, we do care about our appearances. It's kind of a natural thing. But you can't change something about your appearance instead of doing that work around how you feel about how your body looks. You can do it in addition to, you can do it after, but only changing something about yourself physically, whether it be through plastic surgery or dieting or makeup or clothing, right? You can run the spectrum from, you know, very day-to-day simple um, aesthetic changes to extreme things like a major plastic surgery, which a rhinoplasty, which is the uh, medical term, would definitely be considered a major surgery. Um There's a huge spectrum of those actions that you can take to change something on the outside. But even if, like, even if you're someone who's thinking, oh my God, I would never have plastic surgery. That's crazy. Like, I would never do that. Yeah, I, I totally get it. But if you're someone who puts on makeup every day or really focuses on how your clothing looks or how you look in the mirror and you're not, and you are not happy with how your body looks, or how you feel in your skin, and you're not addressing that, all of that external stuff with the makeup and the clothes and whatever is not ever going to solve that. You're not ever going to feel better about your body image by changing how you look on the outside. It does not work that way. I literally had a major surgery to change my nose, and I still wasn't happy with how my body was, which is what I talk about and what I coach about. Um, Did I aesthetically like the way my nose looked better? Yes, I did. But that didn't change anything internally. I didn't wake up after that surgery and suddenly become this incredibly like self-confident, full of self-worthiness and, you know, feeling 100% in my skin, like not at all. In fact, that was kind of the turning point. It was not that long after I had that surgery that my food and body image issues around like, let's say, neck down really began um, and then continued to get worse and worse as I got into college. 
Um, right. So I'd had, I have, I have a nose. I had a, I have a nicer, you know, quote, better looking nose now, but I'm still dealing with all this other shit. Um, and then it, 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 that kind of continues like all the years I've talked about this also on social media recently, all the years that I dieted and did extreme diets, you know, things like isogenics, which I've talked about on here. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the Octavia episode, um, where I got into, I lost a ton of weight and got into quote, like my skinniest skinny jeans, but was like fucking terrified of like eating or going out to eat or what am I going to do when this diet is over? And like still seeing myself and saying, well, I'm still a size 10. Like, I want to be really clear that like when I did those diets, I'm not someone who has ever been in a, you know, what, what society considers to be a very small body, like a size zero or two or a four. Like maybe when I was like eight, right? I grew and my body is shaped in such a way that like, I just, this is just how I am. This is when I say like, quote, bigger boned, like, yeah, this is just genetically how my body is. So for me to, to lose a bunch of drastic weight, like 15 pounds in a month and be in a size 10 is still in my head like, well, I want to be in a size eight. It's never good enough. These external changes are never good enough. This is why like it can be a slippery slope like, you know, with, you know, this is I wouldn't necessarily consider this plastic surgery, but like Botox or fillers or these different things you can kind of do to your face with needles, so to speak. I have not done them. I don't pass judgment if you do them and you want to do them. That's totally fine and great. But I do know from people that have done them, it's like you do this one thing and you, quote, fix something. And then it's like your attention goes to something else and you want to fix that. And you do that and your attention goes to something else and you want to fix that. And it's like you're trying to get your face and your body, right, to loop it back to dieting into this place where you think that you look a way that's going to make you happy. But it's never ending. There's always something else. And this is why we have to go inside and do the work inside. Like, why does it always feel like there has to be something else on the outside that's going to make me happy? There's stuff missing on the inside, right? When it's, we're talking about like dieting and weight loss, a lot of that is coming down to how you feel around food, right? If you consistently feel stressed out and overwhelmed and are thinking about food and are thinking about dieting, should I eat this? Shouldn't I eat this? Can I eat this? I was so bad. I shouldn't have eaten that. And, and thinking, you know, that is a very stressful way to live in any form. And there's a spectrum of that as well. There is when it is all consuming and you have maybe a clinical eating disorder um, or maybe more on the disordered eating spectrum, or maybe you just think about it from time to time. But either way, there's room for improvement there, right? Like in theory, everyone has the capacity and the ability to have self-trust and peace around food, to not look at a cookie and have a conversation with yourself about whether you shouldn't shouldn't eat it because of the calories, whether it's going to make you gain weight, whether it's going to make you feel guilty. You should look at the cookie and say, that looks really good and I want to have that or it doesn't look that good and I'm really full and I don't want that. Like that's the simplicity with which we're moving towards like over time. And so when we have so much mental energy going towards all of these really conflicted, stressful feelings about food, and there's feels like there's almost sometimes like we can't always control that, it feels easier to change something on the outside, which is very like, I don't want to say 
objective, but it's, it feels easier in some ways because there's no work. Like, yeah, going through plastic surgery is like surgery and it's a recovery and all of that, but there's no mental work involved, right? You show up, the doctor does the thing, you go home and you recover. It's like with a diet, you follow, you buy a diet or you follow a diet, you follow the rules and you lose the weight. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to do any work. And so in some ways for a period of time, not forever, and that's why, you know, that's part of the issue, it feels easier to do that than to show up and actually figure out why do I feel the need to constantly change how I look. Um, and I just like, the reason I'm talking about this is because I am someone who had plastic surgery. I said this before, but I'm saying it again because once is never. I am someone who had plastic surgery to change something about how I looked, believing that when I did that, I would feel better about myself. And I didn't. Again, did I like the way my nose looked better than I did before? Yes, I will say that. And at the same time, I still had a ton of confidence, self-worth, and body image issues. So those two things can coexist, right? Case in point, back to the skinny jeans, you can lose weight and you get all these compliments from people. Oh my God, you look so amazing. And oh my God, look at those clothes. You look fantastic. And on the inside, you're like, well, that's awesome. And people can say this and I, maybe I quote, look great, but I feel like shit and I'm stressed out and I'm panicked and I'm worried about gaining weight and I'm worried about how I'm going to maintain this. That's a really shitty way to live. And so it's just evidence that you have to work from the inside out. When you make peace with food, when you learn how to use food in a way that nourish, satisfies, and satiates, when you learn how to know when you're hungry and when you're full, when you learn how to slow down, when you understand your triggers for emotional eating, you feel much more calm and relaxed and peaceful around food. And then you don't necessarily need as much of that external validation or changes to try and make you feel better. And that's kind of like the big shift. You start to feel better about yourself and who you are because of sort of like the cognitive and the psychological work you've done versus just trying to fix things, just basically putting a Band-Aid on something from the outside. If after you've done all that work and you're like, I feel really good around food and, you know, I've, I've really I've gotten to my best weight, whatever that is, and there's still something about your body that's bothering you, okay, then there's definitely room and space and reason to address that. But it's in addition to, it's not instead of. And that's like really what the, you know, the point of this is, is that, you know, it, I just, I look back and I don't regret doing the surgery at all. Um, I guess I just, I never, I, I didn't know, right? You just, you, you just think and, and we still think and I still can't. And it, that's, that's the point. It's like, I still did the same thing so many times for like 25 years with dieting the same thing. I fix how I look on the outside, feel better on the inside. It just doesn't work that way. Um, and so that, and like, I talk about this cause this is like, this is what coaching is about, right? This is why I talk about moving away from the diet mentality, moving away from yo-yo dieting, moving away from following rules and programs and detoxes. And this food is clean and this food is dirty. And you know, all of that stuff, because it's all externally based, it's fixing something or changing something on the outside without paying any attention to how you are actually feeling and thinking and navigating and coping with any of this. 
right? It's just numbing all that out because we think that when we look a certain way, we will be happy, we will be accepted, we will be loved by ourselves and by other people. And you might feel like you are, right? You might feel more accepted by other people when you think that you look the way that they want you to look or that society wants you to look. But when you've sacrificed your mental and emotional well-being in order to do that through restrictive dieting and suffering and punishment and constantly saying no to yourself, then what is that for? Like, how, how is that right healthy, right? Since we always equate weight loss and health, right? How is that benefiting you? You know, these are like the big questions. I know this is kind of starting to go off into a little bit of another topic, but these are the questions. These are the conversations that we need to be having. What are we, at what cost are we willing to do these things to change the way we look at what expense, right? These are things that are worth thinking about. How many times have you gone on a diet and suffered through it so that you could lose weight? And be honest with yourself, right? And again, suffering is a, is, a, is a spectrum and we will justify things and say, well, it's fine to do this. Like, this isn't that bad. Like, I don't mind like not eating dinner with my family and making my own meal every night. Or I don't mind like never getting pizza and just ordering a salad when we go out. Or I don't mind like never getting ice cream when my family goes out or whatever, whatever the thing is. Like, we brush those things off. And we normalize them because society and culture and the media have normalized them. It's not normal, right? It's not normal to have to make sacrifices to look a certain way because you think it will make you happy. That's not how it works. Um, And there's a difference between making a sacrifice and feeling uncomfortable going through discomfort, right? Because I talk about that all the time. Change requires discomfort, Every single one of my coaching clients is going through work right now that feels uncomfortable. But that is very different than suffering and sacrificing. This discomfort is moving towards, it's developing skills, it's digging deep and moving towards a place where the suffering no longer exists, right? So discomfort and suffering are not the same things. I just want to be clear about that. Um, but again, like I went through this, this process, this surgery, and, you know, recovery from a nose job, it's not like the worst recovery ever, but it's also not like all sunshine and rainbows, right? So I, I sacrificed that. I went through physical pain in order to look better and thinking again that looking better would make me feel better and be happier. And it didn't. So this is obviously my story of one. Um, if you have had plastic surgery or any, have done any type of like body modification, which dieting is included in that and have gone through something similar to this or not, or have had a totally different experience, I'd love to hear about it. Um, so reach out, send me an email. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would so, so appreciate it if you would share it with a friend who you think could benefit. Um, we are growing slowly, slowly, but surely. And this podcast is a space to have the difficult conversations to get you thinking about your body and your self-care and how you want to show up in the world in a way that I don't think is happening in very many spaces um, on the internet or in podcast land. So thank you for being here. 
Um, if you have requests, if you have ideas for topics, for episodes, or for guests, reach out. I am always open and love your feedback. Um, this is about and for you. So thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.